This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode was recorded in front of a live audience at Book Larder in Seattle. If you missed it, we've got another live date to announce pretty soon, so watch for that. In the meantime, enjoy this episode. All the proceeds benefited Family Works Food Bank in Seattle, and uh, we apologize in advance for the visual gags that you can't see on your headphones. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and tonight, if you're here in the audience, you can probably have some. Woo-hoo! Um, I, I should I should say first that if you're wondering why we don't sound amplified, it's that the mics are just recording. We're not actually amplifying. I had to remind myself as Becky was talking. Yes, me too. I was thinking that also. So if you heckle, it might get caught on mic and, and be preserved for eternity as a podcast. Yes, So yes. don't do that. Um. Before we really get started here, how how many of you how many of you have listened to at least one episode of Spilled Milk? <laughs> Great. Okay, that's almost all of you. Okay, Great. so we have we have a friendly audience here. I think. Yes, those of you who haven't, um, I mean, basically, it's having you all here watching us record the show. It, you know, we usually record this like at noon on a weekday in my dining room. And usually, like, right in the front window, and there'll be people walking by and looking up and saying, what is going on up there? Um, why are these people laughing with microphones in the window? So having you all here, <laughs> it really feels like you're all in my dining room, and it's very confusing. Yeah, so Matthew and I, we, we've done some brainstorming for ways to sort of block you out. I yes. hope you won't mind. Um, because yeah, we wanted to preserve the the integrity of our relationship. Exactly, here. we are we are about nothing if not integrity. Yes, yes, That's, that is the backbone of our show. Yes, um, yeah. So there's the you know the old chestnut like imagine the audience naked, um, but my parents are in the audience, so not not going to do that. And then I was thinking that um, that maybe we could do that thing. I sometimes do this when I'm writing, um, where you I- imagine just one person that you're speaking to and sort of just, you know, choose this person wisely and speak directly to them. Matthew, who would your person be? Okay, you asked me this earlier, and I thought about it. I'm like, who can I think of that would be a funny answer? And then, like, I got an idea in my head, and I'm like, no, this actually feels right. For some reason, my person is James Franco. Really? <laughs> 
I, I can't even explain why. I just feel like, you know, if he was listening and enjoying, I'd feel like I was doing things right. I was thinking, I was thinking, I don't know where this came from because I haven't thought of this person in ages, but I was thinking of Bobcat Goldthwaite. Oh. Do you remember him? Yes. Because I was thinking that no matter how bad we're doing up here, <laughs> we, are, we always have it more together than Bobcat Goldthwaite. That, that is an excellent point. We should probably mention, by the way, that the subject of today's episode is birthday cake. <laughs> birthday cake. Yes. Um, we've been doing this show for, for five years now, um, as, as Becky mentioned, and um, no one is more surprised than we are. Oh, yeah. How, how far did you think we were going to get? I really didn't think we were going to get past the first episode. The first episode, the apocryphal first episode, we'll, we'll never see the light of day. No, it was, it's been deleted many times over and, and good riddance. Yes. Um, but, uh, but that's okay. What, why is this a birthday rather than an anniversary, do you think? Well, I think it's, we wanted to be able to eat cake. Okay, that's a good. So, um, so yeah, so we we will we will get around to the cake tasting, which we want to in- include all of you in. But but first, we should probably um, take the old stroll down memory lane, as we as we have been known to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, what uh, what were your birthday cake memories as a kid? Like, what did you have at your birthday parties? What do you remember encountering at other people's birthday parties? So. Um, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is my mother had um, one of those spiral bound junior league cookbooks. Oh yeah, um, this was called Superlatives. It was the junior league of Oklahoma City, and it had this drawing of like chocolate pouring, sort of sexually out of a, a bowl <laughs> on the cover. Anyway, and there was a recipe in it. There were two recipes. <laughs> there were two recipes that we made out of this book on a regular basis. And one was the chocolate chip cookie recipe, which was called Big Daddy's Chocolate <laughs> Chip Cookies. <laughs> uh, which is just right in keeping with the theme. The other was my regular birthday cake, which um, was notable mostly for the fact that it had an entire packet of like raspberry jello mix like the powdered mix in the batter it was otherwise like a basic white cake but it had raspberry jello in the in the the dough and so it was um like this lurid shade of pink and the frosting had more raspberry jello in it was it bouncy it was not bouncy (laughs) it was really delicious like i can still taste it i had it for so many birthdays and um the only year that I didn't have it was the year that um, our dog, Sasha, like, you know, did the thing that every dog must do at once at some point in every child's childhood. And that is to put her feet up on the counter and eat one layer of my birthday cake. Um, what about you, Matthew? Well, see, when you said that, it reminded me that um, I, uh, I saw recently, um, I had visited with our uh, friend of the show, uh, pastry chef Dana Cree, and she mentioned that um, when she was a kid, she made a cake and her cat sat on it. <laughs> um, which uh, quite quite an image. Um, let's see. Uh, my birthday cake of my youth was from a, a cookbook called Bouncy Delights. That's not true. <laughs> I just made that up. So um, I realized, like as we were as we were setting up here tonight, that um, uh, my parents are here in the audience, as I mentioned, fully clothed, and. Um, <laughs> Uh, I could have asked them like beforehand sometime in the weeks leading up to this show, like what my birthday cakes were because I don't really remember. Um, but I didn't do that. And now it's too late. So, um, this would probably be the right time to admit that I don't really like cake very much. Um, I didn't find this out until earlier today. Right. Can you believe it? I can't believe we've known each other. We've been married all this time. (laughs) 
and I didn't know. That's right. Every year you pre- you present me with an anniversary cake, and I'm like, first of all, what's an anniversary cake? <laughs> and secondly, I don't even like cake, but I'm thinking this and not saying it. I, I need to learn to communicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, what about... You know, the, the the cake that I really wanted, I mean, I loved my raspberry jello superlatives, big daddy cake. But um but what I always wanted was one of the grocery store ones with like the like the super thick frosting that was piped in rosettes and it would like harden so that it was crispy. Like it would have this like sugar yes. cage almost <laughs> by the by the end. Did you ever get to have those on your birthday? Um, I don't know if I had them at my own birthday. The thing, the thing I think I would want most on my birthday was probably an ice cream cake because it's not really cake. I feel like um, this was a thing on the East Coast, and I know that you were born in Massachusetts. Yes, big but time. it was definitely also a thing. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Anyway, but... um, What? Inside jokes on this show? No. I am appalled. No, but the Carvel ice cream cake is such a thing on the East Coast. um, I had never heard of it. um, Cookie Puss and... I, I once knew a name of another Carvel ice cream cake. We'll, we'll Wikipedia called, this later. There was one called Cookie Puss? There was one called Cookie Puss. I know this because my friend uh, Neil DeMoss thinks this is the funniest thing ever and will mention Cookie Puss at any opportunity. Um, there's one, one that I think was called Mr. Something. That's as far as I got with that. Um, but uh, yes, no, I mean, I certainly encountered that kind of cake at, at other kids' parties, and I'm... Every time I go like to the QFC, I'm, I'm kind of delighted to see that that they still make that exact kind of cake. Like the the cartoon characters may have been updated here and there, but it's still just like a swath of of pre made frosting, like a tsunami that has cascaded across the surface of this cake, and like we're all victims. <laughs> what like what part of the cake did you want? I always wanted oh. a corner piece. That's a good question. But then I would always regret it afterwards. I mean, you always regret it when you get that much frosting. I think I would want a piece that, that had, you know, that, that re- had something representational on it. So, like, you could see, like, what part of the frosting design you were getting even after it had been cut. Like, you know, like, part of, like, I don't know, we didn't have SpongeBob when I was a kid. What, what cartoon characters did we have when I was we a kid? Had the like, Smurfs? We had, like, Tweety Bird. Yeah, like... <laughs> that <yeah>. was it. <laughs> like... <laughs> So, like, part of Tweety Bird's face is what I wanted. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, speaking of, of, you know, this pre-made frosting, even though we both love to cook, uh-huh. two of the cakes that, that we have here today are made from a box. And that's for a real reason. But I feel like first we need to talk about commercial frosting. The reason is it would have been too much work to make real cake for, for all of you For 60 people. people. Yeah, guys. <laughs> um, no, but so I know you have really strong opinions about commercial Frosting, like you know, frosting that comes in a carton, in a tub, in a tub. Um, yeah, it's the it's the most vile substance. It's like it's basically like dioxin in a tub. I think. What's dioxin? Okay, that was. <laughs> <laughs> it's poison. Okay, it's like poison. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Not not like the good like every rose has its thorn kind of poison. Um, I, I try and keep my references super up to date. Um, that Abby, that's that's a song from before you were born. Um, but yes, so I feel like, you know, the, the paradox of cake, if you will, is that boxed cake mix is pretty darn good, but commercial frosting tubs are terrible. And so I think you can make like a totally like more than acceptable cake, as we've done tonight, by combining boxed cake mix with homemade frosting. Wow. 
<laughs> did, did I just did I just blow your mind? And I mean, the, the thing I particularly like about it is that I made the the boxed cake mix, and you made the frosting. <laughs> yes, um, I also learned something really cool along the way. Actually, I got to use a blowtorch for the first time today. Um, really, for the first time? For the first time, I'd never done it before. Was this like a flash dance kind of thing? <laughs> I was wearing, again. I, I mean, was, that's no, a movie wait. from before you were born. No, I was. I was wearing a sweatshirt that I had cut the neck <gasps> off of. So it's oh kind my of, god! Anyway, I hope you Instagrammed that. Um, anyway, no. Um, I learned, and I didn't think this show today was going to be useful, but this is useful. Okay. I learned, you know how when you make frosting, let's say you make it the day before you want to actually frost your cake, maybe if, you, if you're that kind of person who plans ahead, maybe. Um, anyway, if you know how it gets firm in the fridge, right? Well, how are you supposed to get it loose again so that you can spread it on the cake? Well, I spoke to Brandy Henderson of the pantry today, and she taught me the pastry chef secret, which is that you put the frosting back in like a KitchenAid mixer, and you get it going on pretty high speed, and you hold a blowtorch to the outside of the bowl. So it starts to soften the very outer part of the frosting that just is passing past there, and you get it going really quick so that it doesn't melt any one part of it too quickly. This is sounding and more and more like flash dance. <laughs> what a feeling. Now, um, <laughs> anyway... Anyway, no. Um, so I thought that was really cool because I've spent a lot of time staring at like hardened ganache in my refrigerator, wondering, <laughs> wondering what to Haven't do with it. Haven't we all, sister? <laughs> anyway, so yeah. So just get a blowtorch. Wait, wait. No, I have so many questions about this. Yeah. <laughs> Does the bowl get like red hot? No, I think that you... She told me it goes really fast, like 30 seconds at most. Do you think this is how Superman heats up his frosting? <laughs> yes. Because I think the answer is yes. 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 Okay. So, so when we decided to do the show and we knew that we wanted to give some cake to all of you and all eat cake together to celebrate, we knew we wanted to do a yellow cake with chocolate frosting, but then we started thinking, is yellow cake any different from white cake? Like if I closed my eyes, what, could I taste it? (laughs) Would it all remain the same? Um, Go on. I'm so glad you asked me this because you're going to be so proud of me. I actually looked this up today. Um, on Wikipedia. You know, when, when, I, when we started, <laughs> actually, actually, I think I looked up like boxed cake mix on Amazon and like, you know, flipped it over so you could see the back of the product. When we started the show, like, I think I had the idea at the beginning that it was going to be like a serious food show. Um, and uh, it, Yeah, I remember a few episodes in thinking like, we're not being very like informed. Formative. Uh-huh. We need to really like, get with it. And we, we sometimes still get emails to, to that uh, effect. Mm-hmm. Um, which, but ever since I like, adjusted my filters, I don't see those anymore. Um, so the difference between white cake and yellow cake, because I was thinking about this when I was pouring the, the yellow cake mix into a bowl and noticed that it was white, that, uh, um, you know, what's going on there? Uh, the yellow cake has egg yolks in it, um, I mean, whole eggs, and the white cake only has egg whites. It's the egg yolks that make it yellow. That's, that's this, the is only- not, this is not one of my jokes. This is true. So, <laughs> so if I had taken this and just put whole eggs in it, this would be a white cake? Um, no. I am sure that... (laughs) The opposite. (laughs) If you had taken that and put egg whites in it. (laughs) Yes? I'm sure that, like, Rose Levy Baron Baum 
Is it a Rosalie Baron? <laughs> yes, there's, there's an bomb. enormous accent on the last syllable. <laughs> if you look at the cover of her book, there's this huge accent mark. <laughs> Just boom. No, I mean I'm pretty sure that she would school us if she heard us saying this. I hope she really doesn't. It's hear like us. it's supposed to, when you say your name, it's supposed to sound like the bass drum from a drum machine made before Abby was born. <laughs> boom. Was there a question there? I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, so I'm sure there must be something more to it. Then, then I don't know if there is. I've never heard of a cake besides like a like a angel food cake that only uses egg whites. Chiffon cake? I don't know if I know the difference. Between, I mean, I know like the texture, like the, the chewy, like spongy texture of an angel food cake, but I don't know what makes it do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, my research didn't carry me that far, I guess. Cool. I saw I saw white cake, yellow cake. I'm like, okay, question answered. Now I can now I can go back to uh, whatever I was looking at. Well, I'm so glad that we have completed the informational part of, of oh, tonight's God. episode. <laughs> um, what about slumber parties? Oh, to get uh, like to, <laughs> you are you're inviting me to one? Yes. I accept. Um, no, did you attend slumber party? Did you have slumber parties for your birthday? No, I don't remember having a slumber party like at my house for my birthday. I definitely had friends spend the night. Um, I, I think I went to a slumber party once or twice. The thing I mainly remember of like you know sleeping in a weird place is, <laughs> um, I was I was a boxcar child. Uh, uh, you know, like when you would go on a field trip and like you'd stay like you know in a uh, like sleep on the floor at a community center or something when you're on this like out of town school field trip. Is this just me? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe this wasn't school. <laughs> I see. It seemed like there was a lot of news coverage when we got back. Um, but like waking up in the middle of the night and you're like, "What's going on here?" Um, I, I don't remember like having the experience of like playing like the slumber party games and stuff. And I realize this is veering dangerously close to something we've discussed on the show probably too many times before. Well, I did have yeah, I, lots I of slumber party experiences. Um, and, but my most memorable, I'm going to name some names here. There was a girl named Stephanie Dunlap. Ooh, I shouldn't bang on the <laughs> mic stand. Um, it's okay. Stephanie can take it. There was a girl named Stephanie Dunlap, and I'm, I'm, I'm evidently preparing my fist for her. No, she, um, she could apparently faint at will. <gasps> And so she started this trend among among all the girls in my grade of like fainting at at slumber parties. Oh my god! And she would do it. I I remember we all piled into my bathroom, and she bent over. How many, how many people are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know, like six girls. Okay. And she bent over and like sort of pressed her her like the palm of her hand into her knees, and then would sort of fall forward dramatically against the wall. Do you think she was? And, and then, like, you know, we would all gather around for a while and marvel. Um, but anyway, it really bummed me out because I was scared of fainting. And, and so Stephanie really, like... She got you over your fear of fainting? I no, she, she, she made my birthday... She, like, she took control of my birthday parties and oh, took them this, Oh, so this was at your far. party, like, like the fainting girl. Yeah, like, yeah, just, yeah. I feel like if you can, there was always a mean girl or a girl who was making mischief at slumber parties. We just didn't have this kind of dynamic at the parties that I went to. (laughs) Okay. Um, I feel like if you can faint like at will, you're kind of a walking slumber party. (laughs) (laughs) 
do you think she was faking it or do you think she was really fainting? I think maybe once she did it for real. Okay. Yeah, maybe once. <laughs> um, did you ever do the thing where you put someone's hand in warm water while they're sleeping to see if you can get them to pee? No, I think that was like frat parties. Okay. I don't, I don't know if that's a real thing or not, but let's say it is. Okay. All right. Did you ever, you know, ha- like, I feel like birthdays were always tinged, are always tinged with this dread of opening presents for me. Oh, yes. How, how are you with opening presents? Do you have um, any great childhood gift stories? I have one gift memory. Uh, I mean, I, I remember other gifts, but I remember the one, the one where it all went wrong. And like, I, I wonder if my parents remember this. We'll see. But it certainly stayed with me as like, oh boy. I, um, we used to go to oh this um, uh, like campground, like uh, resort would be really pushing it, called uh, Cultus Lake in Oregon, maybe Washington, somewhere in this area. I realize Cultus Lake makes it sound like kind of a Jonestown thing. And like, <laughs> but I figure like if you are going to join like, you know, the, the uh, Enlightenment Society or whatever you want to call your cult, probably like, you know, holding it at Cultus Lake is too on the nose. Anyway, um, so, so we like to go there and we like to go like, like I had a friend and, and like, I think his family like introduced us to it. Maybe like I went there with them the first time. And so for my birthday one year, like, I don't know, I was maybe like nine, they got me a cultist Lake t-shirt and it was like an adult large size t-shirt. And so I pulled out this t-shirt and I was, I was a tiny nine year old. I was like, you know, four foot nothing. And, and I pulled out this t-shirt that, that was like down to my ankles and I'm like, is this for me? <laughs> And, um, and so, and my, you know, my mom's like, you know, elbowing me, like, say thank you. Um, so, so I remember like, you know, that was, that was like the earliest time I can remember thinking like, like, uh, you know, this voice in my head, you done fucked up. <laughs> it's so, like, you're like the, the Yelp reviewer of, of gift receivers. You only remember the bad stuff. Oh, right. right. Oh yeah. That, that was, that was absolutely a one-star performance on my part. <laughs> I'm owning it. How about um, you? Do you, do you, and so ever since then, like, I feel like I try and, and do a good job of, of, uh, do you, appearing thankful I mean, does, when does I open the, gifts. Does the pressure just make you feel like you're going to cave? Yeah, maybe. I, I feel like there could be, there could be another cultist lake moment for me at any time. <laughs> um, I, I had, I, I know that I've talked, uh, at some episode at some point about my Eli Hellman story, this guy I, I had a major crush on when I was like six. I We've was already in, established I don't remember I anything, was, so I please tell I was in kindergarten and I used to pass notes to him through like one of the like the teaching assistants at school. He was a year ahead of me. Ooh. I always like the older boys. Anyway, sorry, Brandon. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, and I invited him to my birthday party one year, even though we weren't friends and he couldn't come for some reason. So his mother brought him over to give me my gift ahead of time. And I somehow just felt like if, if I went to the door and looked at him, he would know that I had a crush on him, as though he didn't already know from all the notes that I was like sending right. to him. So I hid behind the bathroom door and I cried the whole time. Aww. And the bathroom was like right by our front door, so I'm sure he could hear it. <laughs> and he gave me a little a little necklace that was like plastic hearts in primary colors. Aww. Do you know what you could have done? You could have made yourself faint in there, and you wouldn't have had to deal with it. <laughs> <I could have. laughs> Okay. Um, no, wait, hold on. Yes, but, yes. Then, but then, then uh, you would think I would have learned to sort of, you know, okay. put my chin up when I got a, a gift. However, um, 
when I was 14, the Christmas that I was 14, you know, grunge was like really big. And I was into wearing my black tights with my cutoffs and my oxblood Doc Martens and my flannel shirt. And my mom, of course, picked up on my, you know, the fashion trends of the day. And she went to a conference in Minneapolis and went to the Mall of America and went to like... Oh, the grunge capital of the world. <laughs> and went, went to like Wet Seal or whatever it was at that time and saw this dress that was made out of a patchwork of flannel shirts. And it was like full length. <laughs> and she gave it to me for Christmas that year. And then, you know, I was trying to put on a good face. I was trying to put uh-huh. on a good face. And I and and what you, know, you didn't love this? I love it. And she asked me, you know, she was like, she could tell that I liked it, and suggested that I go try it on. And I went and tried it on, and I looked in the mirror, and I started crying, uh-huh. and I couldn't get out of my bedroom. Like, because I was just so embarrassed that I was crying. Apparently, I have a lot of crying and hiding behind door stories. But anyway, the worst part of the dress is that it had a belt. You you had to belt this dress. Sure. It had a belt that went with it that was made from recycled car tires with (laughs) bottle caps along it. I'm sure some of you probably had these, too. It was all the rage for a while. But anyway, yeah. I did not have one, but I'm going to make one now. (laughs) Anyway... I don't like opening gifts in public still now. Okay, I have, I have many questions. There's so much crying. Okay. Uh, yeah. First of all, there's a store called Wet Seal? Yeah, well, I mean, am I right? Wasn't there a store called Wet Seal? It's kind of like the, the, the precursor to Forever 21, sort of, right? That's, yeah. Is this, I've never heard this before. I assume like that's one of those names where like after you hear it enough times, it doesn't seem crazy and anymore. I, I, you know, like the weird thing is, is that I, I don't know if I'm supposed to picture like a, like a, a wet sea mammal. That's what I'm picturing. Or like a like an envelope that's been moistened. <laughs> you know? Like I'm not sure. Okay. Next question. Okay. Why did okay Eli Hellman? That was his name. Yeah. Uh, heir to the Hellman's mayonnaise fortune. I don't think so. He's still out there. He's in Oklahoma City. I, I think. Hope he's I, think still out there. I think we're friends on Facebook. Oh, good. Yep. Um, then you can ask him this question, which is, why did he feel like he had to bring you a present if he wasn't coming to the party? I'm not sure because we weren't. I think e- he had a crush on we you too. We weren't even friends. I don't think he did. Okay. He didn't even know me. I mean, if he knew me, if he knew <laughs> right, right. me, oh, yeah. Um, no, he didn't even know me, and he was. I, I hope he doesn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've reached the point in the show where it's time to give each other birthday presents. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm. Oh, you got me something too. I did. Oh, great. I did. I thought it wasn't going to come in the mail in time. I think we did. We set a cap of like five dollars or something. Um, mine was like ten dollars. Oh, mine was about six. Oh. <laughs> I thought that I had done All a good right. job. I spent a dollar more than I. I am going to go hide in the bathroom to. and cry now. Okay. <laughs> um. Here. Who's going first? Here, you go first. Oh. I, yeah, I realize that now that question is totally ambiguous. All right. I like the bag already. It's, it's in a uh, Din Tai Fung bag, the, uh, the restaurant with the delicious dumplings. I, I, I spared no expense in wrapping it. Oh, yeah. I think it's a book. <laughs> it is No Salt, No Sugar, No Fat, Revised Edition by Jacqueline Williams and Goldie Silverman. <laughs> love the copy on the back. My favorite line is, is this one. Oh. Enjoy tasty and appealing foods without added sugar, salt, or fat. Treat your body like a temple in the world of pure, fresh flavor. <laughs> it just sounded like you. Try appetizer. <laughs> I do treat my body like a temple. 
And I demand that everyone else do the same. <laughs> All right. Well, I also got you a book. I know. It's well, like the same size as yours. Yeah. But Did we give each other the same and like, thing? I mean, like you. <laughs> oh, that would be embarrassing. Well, you have to pretend oh. to like it. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know, I know that your favorite this things are, are <laughs> France and, and romance. <laughs> Honeymoon in Paris by Juliette Sobane. Would you, please, would you please read some of the back cover copy? <laughs> yeah, I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> the sassy heroine of Sleeping with Paris is back. And this time, chocolate-covered French... <laughs> Chocolate-covered French wedding bells are in the air. <laughs> no, 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 no. Brilliant metaphor. It's Look, <laughs> I'm a professional writer. I can say that. It's only been a month since Charlotte Summers reunited with her sexy French boyfriend. Did they really have to say sexy? It's obvious. Right. Sexy French boyfriend, Luc Olivier. And the two lovebirds have already decided to take the plunge into wedded bliss. Charlotte is madly in love, and Luke is clearly the one. So what could possibly go wrong? As it turns out, quite a lot. (laughs) You know, I'll just leave this here. All right. (laughs) If anybody wants to come take a look at it. Yeah. And we'll we'll sign these books afterwards if anyone wants. (laughs) Thank you. This is an amazing present. Yes. Wow. Um, Well, you know, I think that, that... We've all earned some cake. I th- yes, okay. I know. I know. I have. I treat. I treat my body like a temple. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I want to stuff this temple full of cake. Okay. All right. So, um, could could the cake passer outers <laughs> help us with passing out cake? And meanwhile, Matthew, let's light yeah. some stuff on let's fire. Let's take a break and light some stuff on fire as okay. we do. Okay. Um, d- did we want to invite Becky to join us? Yes, um, Becky. Why don't you come on over and. Uh, We'll, we'll chat a little bit while we're passing cake out, and then uh, uh, Becky will be our guest for, for the rest of the show, if, if she'll have us. Oh, I'll have you. So, so we should say that, um, yeah, that, you know, as previously noted, we decided the way to go with yellow cake was boxed yellow cake. Is there a reason why you chose Betty Crocker instead of um, Duncan Hines? I think the Betty Crocker was on sale. Oh. <laughs> we, we spared no expense, really. Um, and, um, and, uh, the chocolate frosting recipe comes from a book that, uh, book larder can order for you. They're currently out of it cause it's so good. I can't remember what it's called. Um, it's, it's called Honeymoon it's in Paris. New. It's blue. It's <laughs> Jane Hornby. Yes. Anyway, um, this is her malted chocolate frosting. It's not very malty. However, I think it is. The best chocolate frosting I have ever made. I'm going to put it out there. I like it. I, I got to taste one of the, one of the early attempts. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, like when you made it last week. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, cake is coming your way. Um, it, is, it is Betty Crocker box cake mix. If you're too good for that sort of thing, that's okay. Um, we understand. We also, you know what? Actually, I want to talk about the, the pudding that's in this mix. Maybe we should blow the candles out before... Oh, I don't know. Because okay, and then, gotta, okay, I, open I've, flames here. I don't know. Yeah, I feel I feel nervous that like you know that I'm gonna catch fire. Okay, okay. Should we blow together? Like, and not, and not just in like a flash dance kind of way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll pretend. We'll we'll edit that out. Okay. Ready? <laughs> right. Okay. We're not singing that copyrighted song. <laughs> okay. Okay. So make a wish. 
Did you make a wish? I did. I didn't make one. Okay, um, maybe my wish could go for both of us. Um, my wish was that someday um, I'll have a job where people pay $10 to come watch me eat cake. <laughs> <laughs> wish granted. Yes. Nice. Wow, that was fast. <laughs> okay. Um, so, okay, so we've got this yellow cake with chocolate frosting. I actually never had this as a kid. Uh, my first experience with yellow cake with chocolate frosting was in my high school cafeteria. Really? Yes. Like, was it like for when a kid had a birthday? Or? No, I mean, like we would have, so, so we had one of those cafeterias where you had to sit down and you had an assigned seat and one person at the table had to be the waiter and get the food for everybody. Okay, I, I still don't. <laughs> anyway. This must be an Oklahoma thing. This was, an, uh, this was a, a, like an Episcopal school thing. Oh, yeah. an Episcopal anyway, thing. Anyway, um, <laughs> and uh, we would have one dessert. You know, there was like a set menu for everyone. Did you have a and deacon? I'm I just, don't think so. I don't know anything about religion. Oh, okay. Um, I don't even know. I think know. the person who passes out the food is called the vicar. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, yellow cake with chocolate frosting would appear on the menu like once every 10 days. Interesting. Alternating okay. with like cinnamon rolls, white cake with chocolate frosting, chocolate pudding, chocolate pudding. great, actually. Banana pudding. I, I am. The Episcopal. Yeah, I was going to. But then you had to eat like, cr- like cream chip beef on toast. Before that, you could get to the cake. That's also an Episcopal thing. I'm learning so much tonight. Wait, isn't it an Episcopalian? I just said I want to be Episcopal. <laughs> yeah, what is the difference between that? We don't know. Okay. All right. <laughs> anyway. So we're going to eat some of this cake. Becky, like, what, what, what cake did you have at your birthday parties growing up if you had a birthday party or if you ever got cake? <laughs> well, I don't want to make assumptions. You, maybe you were a boxcar child. I was a like boxcar child. Uh, we had a steel cake when I was growing up. <laughs> It's not funny. It's, it's really sad. That's very um, uh, uh, steampunk of you. Your, your piece is, is over here. Hope you have long arms. Um, I, well, I do. Um, I Wait, why are you both eating off the same piece when there are three pieces? Becky, clearly okay. that piece is mine. I took the candle off of it. Oh, sadness. Wow, things just got serious up here. I didn't see that you had taken a piece of my cake. <laughs> um, okay, to answer your question... Um, I uh, I had cake that was similar to what you were describing with the frosting that became kind of like the roses mm. would get oh, kind of right. hard and mm. then you could almost like move them as a whole separate unit. So I actually kind of believe that I was like came up with gerrymandering way before the politicians because I would cut my cake so that I could make sure to get around to all those roses. Mm-hmm. Whoa. So what would the shape of the piece of cake look like? Like uh, some places in Texas. <laughs> 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 That's amazing. Yeah, we would also have swirl cakes. Did you have those? No, what's that? D- different um, yellow and chocolate and white. Oh, okay. Kind of all swirled through. And then devil's those, food cake. That's very progressive. M- marble cakes? Marble cakes, yeah. And then, I, yeah, I very you, progressive. I know you think you invented it. <laughs> um, and then the whole devil's food cake, which always kind of freaked me out as a kid because I didn't understand. Because of the devil? Well, yeah, I didn't understand how the devil got in there. You were Episcopal. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe if I were more religious, that wouldn't have scared me so much. I'm trying to pick up a piece of cake, and a candle keeps coming up with it, and I can't figure out how to fix this. <laughs> um, so I don't remember whose idea it was to have Funfetti today. Funfetti is something that I had never heard of until I was 35. I think it was your idea. It was? I think we, said, we were saying, what kind of cake should we get? And you said, well, we have to have Funfetti. 
I definitely I, remember. So this. my my introduction to Funfetti um, is was actually from a, a book that has just come out, Date Night In by Ashley Rodriguez. This woman really goes to great lengths. She makes every part of her Funfetti from scratch. I oh. think she like makes the the confetti. That's amazing. Um, but anyway, I, in talking with her, she made it seem like everybody has Funfetti. I've never seen that before in my whole life. Everybody's having fun, Betty, but me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll just be here in the bathroom while you're all having fun, Betty, without me. Um, well, I, I don't know if I how recently I heard the word fun, Betty. I was, I was uh, familiar with the idea of the confetti cake. I don't remember the last time I had it. It's exactly the kind of cake I don't like, so I'm looking forward to tasting it. Let's taste it. I also want to note... for. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what happens in my house every week when we record the show. Um, yeah, we usually any anything you hear that seems that seems off or unfunny, that's the part we usually edit out. Um, I want to note for for the uh, for the uh, live studio audience um, that Becky just looked over, was like looking over here and said, "Where's the fun Fetty?" <laughs> Because I've never seen it before in my life, and I was uh-huh. looking at the box, oh, and okay. Funfetti looks like the cake has shit in it too. I think it's, and I didn't, and I didn't see it. Absolutely has shit in it, but I didn't see the shit. I just saw the 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 stuff on top, so I got confused about the. Funfetti. What I love most about the Funfetti is the box. Uh-huh. Pillsbury Funfetti. As always, putting in the mix. So can I Very look passive at- aggressive? As always, yes. The- putting in the mix. That's right. Duh. Clearly, what I want to know is, in what sense can there be pudding in something when it is made from a powder? Like I think so. I've been thinking about this. Okay. Deep, deep and I think I think that it's like my my childhood Jello cakes. Okay. I think it's the powdered stuff. So it's like. Powdered it is powder pudding that could could potentially turn into pudding <laughs> at any time. Woo, pudding! Wow, that's really frightening. Baum. <laughs> yes, Boom. maybe yeah, we should put this question to Rose Levy Baron Bow. <laughs> God, okay. I hope she listens to the show. Okay, all right, let's taste this and then. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, this is okay. my piece. Okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I think I just stuck my fork into Molly's arm. <laughs> wow. This is my, my temple is being seriously compromised. <laughs> Defiled. I think there's salt, sugar, and fat in this. <laughs> okay. Oh. They're so blue. What? That's a good My question. Your teeth are so blue. The question was, did the frosting come in the box? No, I bought the frosting separately, but it's like on the shelf right above the, the mix. I know you're looking forward to making this at home. And, <laughs> Molly. And I want to help you out. Um, let's, let's taste something that's ho- totally homemade. But wait a minute. We, we, huh. we didn't give our opinion on the uh, our, our, uh, you know, our star review on the The truth is, I would eat that. Yeah, I, I would totally would eat that. The, the only part of it I actually object to is the sprinkles on top. Yeah, I've the, never the texture, been a the texture's all wrong. Kind of person. Yeah, the texture's wrong. Um, but no, I would totally eat that. They sort of have In the... In fact, I'm liking it better than the yellow cake part of the yellow cake. Yeah, I kind of do too. Seriously, the sprinkles—they sort of have the texture of um, uh, marshmallows in dry cereal, only not as good. What are you guys eating that I'm not eating? <laughs> um, maybe, maybe you haven't done like 162 episodes of a show where you defile your temple every week. 
<laughs> Remember that episode of Seinfeld when they when they had a contest to see who could who could um, avoid defiling their temple for the longest? Um, Matthew. Yes. Your t- <laughs> yeah, I know. Can, can someone bring me a napkin, please? Your teeth are like the color of your shirt. Are mine too? Yeah, yeah, they absolutely are. You look you look like a cadaver. <laughs> We're a Smurf. That was before you were born. Smurfs. Okay. All right. Moving right along. Yeah, like so, a Smurf. Um, when, when Smurfs die, do they turn pink? Never mind. So anyway, so um, the, the final cake that we'll be tasting, and I'm sorry we don't have enough for everybody. I'm not is sorry. The, that's, that's our is, slogan. Is the We're chocolate, living up to our The chocolate creed. cake that I always make for uh, birthdays at our house, um, I usually make it as a layer cake, but I got lazy last night and only made them as cupcakes and only just put melted chocolate over the top, not ganache. Nice. Um, I have to admit um, that while I was doing this, to distract my two-year-old, I gave her a bowl, like a really deep bowl and put like a tiny bit of sugar in the bottom so that she could whisk it. And this quickly turned into her making her first cake. Okay. Um, to which we added some dry Arborio rice, some, <laughs> some pinto beans that I had just dramatically overcooked and that were just basically blown open. Sure. Um, cocoa powder from this, some egg whites. Is this what we're going to be eating? And then, <laughs> no, and then she insisted upon baking it, which she and Brandon did in our toaster oven. Okay. And then, then when we offered her the opportunity to eat one of these cupcakes, she took one taste and ate her own cake instead. <gasps> So, Matthew, I don't know what that says wow. about my cupcakes. But anyway, June's bean, and, bean and rice cocoa souffle. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't have enough to share. Oh, wow. So good. I, I have no response to that at all. Okay, so um, so this is a recipe I found a long Ooh. time ago on Epicurious. Is this like the, the print on the, on the cupcake Leopard paper? Leopard print to match Matthew's underwear. <laughs> <laughs> No comment. Uh, it's really moist. It looks. I mean, it also looks like 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 brown cow, like spotted cow, like Holstein. Mm. Let's let's continue talking about this paper for as long as possible. Ooh, that's okay. really good. That's really good. Mm. No. I really like that. I mean, mm-hmm. what is my kid thinking? Oh. Molly, I seem to remember you mm. kind of dissing ganache frosting at some point. How do you feel about it? It takes me back to standing in front of my fridge staring at hardened ganache. Is that is that the issue? It gets really hard. Like with this, I want this to get hard. So like Whole Foods used to make these vegan cupcakes <laughs> that when I was in grad school, I really loved. Like I'd have a really bad day. I'd get off the bus. I'd stop by the Whole Foods that was right by my apartment. I would buy myself my vegan chocolate cupcake, which was basically a chocolate cupcake that was kind of dry. But they clearly had just poured melted chocolate over the top, and it would kind of harden, kind of like a magic shell ice cream topping kind of thing. I think I know the cupcake you're about. And I spent years trying to recreate them, but with a better cupcake, and that is what this is. It's really good. What's what's making it so um, like greasy good? Oh, uh, oil. Or is it oil? It's oil. It's really good. I'm so glad that you guys have better taste than June does. Hmm. Well, we haven't tried the other one. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. Okay, so I think that we should. Um, I think we should read a few audience stories. Absolutely. So we we solicited birthday stories from listeners, and um, we received a number, which we whittled down to 
to only the finest, and uh, we're going to share three of them with you today. Okay. So uh, this one is from, uh, I, I don't think we're reading any stories today from people who are in the audience, but if we start to read your story and you're here, you can like uh, jump up and, and do whatever you do. Um, <clears throat> this one is from listener Margo. For my eighth birthday, my mother arranged for a magician to come and put on a show. I was totally stoked, as around this age, I was a bit obsessed with magic tricks of the spontaneous penny appearances and card tricks variety. The show was carrying on all fine and well, endless quantities of handkerchiefs pulled from top hats, a giant pair of tidy whities magically removed from a classmate's pants, um, possibly leopard print, and, the magician, and then the magician asked that my mom come up for a special trick. As it turned out, this trick involved running a meter-long sword through her neck, just what every child wants to see happen to her mother. <laughs> On her birthday. <laughs> At age eight, those few minutes of this illusion's performance, along with my mom's corresponding facial expressions of, oh my, a sword is in my neck. <laughs> You're all familiar with that expression, right? <laughs> Felt like eternity. Will it? Won't it? Is her head still attached? Do I still have a mom? <laughs> Needless to say, I didn't feel a lot like having birthday cake after that. Aww. Who was that from? That was from listener Margo. I love all, how you call them listener. All listeners have to have the first name listener. <clears throat> so this is from this is from listener Kaylee. Okay. Oh, by the way, <clears throat> I, I feel like we need to warn people before this story. This, this is, one is this is possibly the most disgusting. This thing is I've revolting. Ever heard. If you haven't, if you yeah, I love this one. Okay. <laughs> When I was in elementary school, our family lived in a rented farmhouse on the East Coast. It was huge on a massive chunk of land, fully furnished with Victorian pieces. The house did, however, have a few weird quirks, like the lights blinking on and off whenever you used the toaster, that kind of thing. For my eighth birthday, my mother pulled out all the stops. She wasn't much of a baker, but she bought a pan shaped like a frog on a lily pad. I was huge into frogs and set about making the cake. The pan came with a pointillist nightmare of a color sheet. It used a dozen colors of icing, which my mother dutifully bought bags for and mixed up a veritable rainbow of buttercream. She got up at 5 a.m. the day of the party and started icing. It took hours. While she cooked the rest of the meal, the cake sat like a precious work of art on the dining room table. On the ceiling above it was a circular fluorescent light tube. The upstairs bathroom was directly above the light. Oh, no. <laughs> One of the quirks of the house was that when the toilet overflowed, it somehow ran through the ceiling. The day of my birthday party, my father used the upstairs bathroom. The toilet overflowed. The cake was below the light. When she discovered... It gets better. When she discovered what had happened, she scraped off the wet frosting and refrosted the cake and served it. One girl... Heather O'Leary, sorry, Heather, listener Kaylee used your name. One girl, Heather O'Leary, reported being sick after the party. When I reported this to my mother, mind you, I did not come to learn of the cake's secret ingredient until years <laughs> after the fact. When I reported this to my mother, she said, Heather O'Leary is a pig. She ate five pieces of chicken. Disgusting. <laughs> not, oh, well, it was probably all the feces in that frosting. <laughs> Okay, the Moth Radio Hour needs that story. Isn't that great? <laughs> That's I amazing. just love imagining the mom. Heather Leary's a pig. <laughs> Five pieces of fried That's chicken. Disgusting. 
Uh, okay, I, uh, I've got I've got one more here, and it's uh, I'm reading it. Because it's a good story, but also to to introduce what I think might be our final topic for the evening. This is from uh, listener Susan. For my eighth birthday, my trying to be a, a creative cake maker mother decided to try her skills out on my birthday cake. I will never forget the cake she presented, a beautiful princess cake with a princess standing up surrounded by a billowy yellow and white cake. The princess had red hair and looked lovely, except the disturbing memory I have is that in actuality, my mother built the princess birthday cake by starting with a Barbie doll and building the cake around it. I was so sad and terrified when people ate the whole thing because there was the naked Barbie laying down on the platter. It was so sad and freaky. So I, I thought this was like the craziest thing I'd ever heard. I mean, except for the poop cake story, but the second craziest thing I'd ever heard. But then, then I mentioned it to, to my wife, Lori, and she's like, oh, yeah, like those doll dress cakes are a thing. So, so other people are familiar with this. So then she explained... I had never heard of this. Now, yeah, and, and I, Molly had never heard of it. Becky, have you heard of this? That the way, the way they're typically made is with, like, a doll pick that is, like, the top half of a Barbie-like doll with, like, a pick coming out, like, like the torso, and then instead of legs, it has this pick coming out that you stick into a cake that you've made in a special dress-shaped mold. <laughs> Are you following me? So, so it's gonna be embarrassing when I pull this out to present to you all. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so I went, so so I went online, and you can buy these doll pics, and they look like half a half a naked doll. And uh, it reminded me, first of all, did anyone else watch the show Amazing Stories? Yes. Okay. It was it was like a your mom you know just nodded. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, mom. It was like I think it was I think it was produced by Steven Spielberg or something. It was like you know like a crazy story of the week um, uh, kind of uh, kind of show. And I remember there was one episode that gave me major nightmares in which a uh, a kid discovers in chemistry class that uh, if he uh, if he make, mixes these chemicals together and rubs them on a magazine, whatever the picture he's rubbing them on is, will come to life. So he tries to use this to create the perfect woman. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that was the. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you you could have a career as a Foley artist. <laughs> so uh, uh, everything that can go wrong goes wrong with his terrible plan, including he uh, he brings to life a woman that is only the top half of a woman and the bottom half is missing and she's just, just this torso sitting on a table, like reaching her arms out. <laughs> it's just so terrifying. <laughs> So so that so so that was the scary thing. But then I thought, wait a minute, and like you all, you guys you guys all know I'm a terrible person, right? So it's not going to be surprising the things I'm going to say next. The, the other things I was wondering about the doll cake are first of all, like, are people licking frosting off of this naked doll torso? Because <laughs> I, I so figure kids will lick frosting off of anything, but that's pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the second we, thing is... I wish that we had, like, a projector and we could show you these doll torsos on spikes. Yeah, I mean, we'll post a picture on the spill, on SpilledMilkPodcast.com. Remember, we're still doing our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, we should... We're going to have to do that final joke at some point. Right. Oh, boy, that's coming up soon. And the, uh, and the other thing I was wondering is, like, if you, like, when you get one of these doll cakes with the dress, like, is the idea that you're, like, eating through the dress part to get to the good stuff underneath? <laughs> For, <laughs> He's been working on that for a long time, guys. (laughs) Well, um, 
You can find us at spilledmilkpodcast.com. Oh, is this the end of the show? Yes. God, make it stop. I don't, I don't want to go home. <laughs> or at facebook.com slash spilledmilkpodcast. Uh, you can... Uh, where you can chime in about how much you enjoyed today's show. Mm-hmm. You can uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd like to uh, give some, some thank yous. Um, we'd like to thank uh, Becky Selling It, our uh, <laughs> MC and guest. Uh, we'd like to thank uh, Laura and Abby and everyone else at Book Larder. Uh, we'd like to thank Betty Crocker. Mm-hmm. Big, mm-hmm. big ups. Bow. Um, uh, Brandy Henderson for yes. the blowtorch tip. Uh huh. Um, Jennifer Beals. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, definitely James Franco. He's he served me well tonight. And who was the person? I already forgot. Bobcat Goldthwaite. Bobcat Goldthwaite. Mm-hmm. Um, Juliette Sobonet, the author of, um, uh, I can't read it from here, Honeymoon in Paris. <laughs> My favorite book. <laughs> Goldie Silverman. Yep. And somebody else. <laughs> Wait, is it really Goldie Silverman? That's a great name. Yes, isn't that okay. great? I loved it. <laughs> Um, and until okay. next time, uh, no, thank- no, no, this is my, thank oh. you for listening to spilled milk. Okay. So here's what happens every week. <laughs> I always make him do it every week. Not only does he make me do this every week, but then we spend sometimes up to like 12 minutes trying to come up with the last joke on the show. And, um, and then we usually cut short the part where we were trying to come up with it. And so, um, for the next 12 minutes, <laughs> um, the, uh, Thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. I heard that part already. <laughs> uh, yeah, Becky, if you've got anything. The, the, show. Uh, the show that you lick frosting to get to the good bits. Uh-huh. Oh, you, yeah, the, you have to lick through so the frosting to get, get to the good, good bits. bits. Uh-huh. The, the show. Uh, uh, Too easy. Right, right. Too easy. Uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, um, James Franco's favorite podcast. That's not libelous, mm. right? No. No. Mm. Um, okay, we've each come up with one. You're on. Yeah, you can't just judge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, you know what? We never put on these birthday hats. They're they're thinking caps. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, Okay, we have to start over now. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the show that... The show that faints in the bathroom. All right. Thank you. God, yes. Thank you. Yes. I'm Matthew Amsterberg. And I'm Molly Weisenberg. So he wouldn't, like, follow you around like a wet seal? That doesn't make any sense. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.